0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. On today's episode of the podcast, I am going to be discussing The Batman, uh, which just came out last weekend, and I will also be discussing The Mask of the Phantasm from 1993. I'm just going to start today's podcast by, yeah, I think I'll just briefly talk about Mask of the Phantasm. It, it is an animated Batman movie from the early 90s. It has the same Uh, voice cast as the Batman uh, the animated series. Um, There's an interesting mystery going on here. Um, It's a different look into Bruce Wayne um, as well as Batman a little bit. Um, It does focus on the detective work, but overall I think it's probably the best of the animated movies, at least that I have seen. So if you haven't checked that one out, I would highly recommend it. Kevin Conroy's Batman is Again, a lot of people say that he is uh, still their favorite Batman, um, and Mark Hamill does an excellent, excellent job voice acting in this one as well. Um, But like I said, if you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, But getting on to the meat of today's podcast, and that is The Batman. Um, It is the start, the first film of Matt Reeves' new trilogy, i not sure exactly when the next one will come out, but probably 2024, 2025, somewhere in there. Um, but I think this movie gets the trilogy off to an excellent, excellent start. This is the movie that I feel embodies and captures Batman as a character, probably better than any live-action Batman movie up until this point. This is a movie that focuses very, very much on the detective work. It's an extremely dark Movie It's very reminiscent, if you've seen the movie Seven, um, from the mid-90s, where um, Brad, Pitt, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are two detectives and they're trying to solve um, a case involving a serial killer, this is very, very reminiscent of that. Um, but instead of these two detectives going after the serial killer, you have Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon and Robert Pattinson's Batman going after Paul Dano's Riddler. All three of those actors do an incredible job. Zoe Kravitz's um, Catwoman is also amazing here. So much better than Anne Hathaway's 2012 Catwoman. Um, I thought that was just way over the top. Um, Zoe Kravitz is more reserved here. Her character is more fleshed out. You understand her better. Um, Whereas with Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, you understood why she was committing the crime she was committing um but her that was about all you knew about her character um in this one you really get a good look into that relationship between batman and catwoman and i thought that part of this movie worked extremely well cinematography is top notch i want to see this movie again hopefully in theaters just to pay attention to some of the shots in this Um, especially one shot towards the beginning And I'm about to talk about the score as well. One shot at the beginning um, that takes place in a uh, subway station. Uh, I don't know, the cinematography and the music that follows that scene. I don't know, it might be my favorite scene ever in a Batman movie or very, very close. Um, The score here, a lot of people online and that I've talked to, friends of mine, have not enjoyed the score um, because it is very repetitive. Um, at times it is very monotonous um but I think it does um I think it serves the movie quite well um There is a nirvana song that plays a few times that people have commented on it 's in the tr- original trailer, but people are yeah i don 't really like um that song being in this movie or they don 't think it fits very well for me, I thought the score and the music that was selected. Really, really did a good job of capturing what I wanted um from this movie and what they were trying to go for. Um, the action sequences here there's one uh, car sequence that was done with pretty much all practical effects um, I think maybe just yeah all practical effects and it is featured in the trailer. I wish I hadn't seen any trailers before going to this movie because it did ruin a few of the cooler moments um that would have been a surprise otherwise. Um, but all that being said, again, action sequences were top notch here. I just love that it actually focused on the detective work. We actually don't get a lot of Bruce Wayne here. It's mostly a Batman movie and Bruce Wayne's character is very, I don't know. We see, he actually feels like a traumatized character, traumatized by the death of his parents. And it actually like, I don't know, it's definitely a different look into him as a character and i some people are not liking that as much or they're they're just not liking what robert pattinson and the writers of this movie were going for but for me i i really really actually i enjoyed it um and the last thing i really wanted to say about this movie when i'm talking about i think some of the things that i enjoyed from it I enjoyed how dark it was. This movie easily could have been rated R, um, they just didn't push it quite enough. It is very very disturbing though. Um, it kind of takes some of the more disturbing elements of the Dark Knight from Christopher Nolan's or- original trilogy, some of the more disturbing things with Joker, um, and then it just turns it up a little bit. Uh, Paul Dano's Riddler, it's incredibly disturbing. Um, And yeah, I do not think that anyone, I think that PG-13, I don't think anyone who is in fifth, sixth grade or younger should be seeing this movie. Um, It's, yeah, it's, it's dark. um, That is for sure. And I actually, I appreciated that. No humor was really present in this movie and that's how I wanted it. Um, So I'm pretty happy with it. The only things that I would say could have been changed and it would have been pretty much a perfect movie for me. Um, they're very, very heavy-handed with the themes, um, especially when it comes to that trauma that Bruce Wayne experiences. I did mention that I liked kind of his character and, or his, uh, Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Bruce Wayne. But when it comes to, like, I don't know, there's this one part where there's this other boy um, in the movie who's lost a parent and we continually see him on the screen again and again. And Robert Pattinson sees him over and over again. Um, and I thought they could have cut a lot of that out. I thought they could have just had, maybe had that happen once and it would have been more powerful. But this boy comes back again and again. And going back to that theme of trauma and how people deal with it, I just thought it was unnecessary. Um, it just it didn't really help the movie Um move forward at all again it would have been i thought more powerful if it had just been once and then the biggest con that this movie has for me um is just the editing and particularly the editing when it comes to the last third of this movie this movie does suffer from what the dark knight rises suffered from in the fact that it tries to do too much and i'm kind of giving a spoiler free Podcast review. I guess I could have just said that I would have some spoilers ahead of time. I'm not going to say anything here, but there's definitely um something very exciting that happens towards the end of the movie. And then everything after that doesn't seem quite as exciting, or you're not quite as invested in it as a viewer, and it just kind of you're like, okay, that's a that's a fine ending to this movie. Um, but yeah, they really could have cut back on how many things they were going for. Um, They go for, and maybe this is just minor spoiler territory, but they go for um, the Bruce Wayne trauma angle. They go for Bruce Wayne and his relationship to Alfred. They go for Batman and his relationship to Penguin. They go for Batman and his relationship to organized crime in the city and how that has kind of affected his family for decades. Um, it deals with uh Bruce Wayne and his family and it also and the big overall plot deals with Batman going after Riddler um so there's just there's so much packed into this movie and I didn't even mention I forgot yeah Batman and Catwoman as well so there's so many separate angles that this movie is going for it can be a little overwhelming um from time to time I've, I I would have been much happier I think with a 2 hour movie and they just cut one major, um, I don't know, side plot um, of this movie out. But overall, I was very, very pleased with this movie. It was my most anticipated movie of the year. I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, I have read a lot of the comics um, over the years, and I thought this one really, really captured his character as well as I maybe have seen on screen before. Maybe not Bruce Wayne in particular, but Batman and Batman kind of starting off. Um, this is supposed to be year two, basically. It's ba- There's a comic that came out in the 1980s called Year One, written by Frank Miller. And it kind of is the, it's a new take on the origin story of Batman. And this one is kind of taking place after that comic, if I had to place it, or at least that's what it seemed to do. So Batman is still new, a new thing in Gotham City and it's kind of how all those characters are dealing with that but so it's kind of yeah it's starting everything off it'll be interesting to see if there's a big time jump like there was between the dark knight and the dark knight rises be interesting to see if there is a significant time jump when they get to the sequel to this movie Um, i'm hoping that the sequel is better than the first just like batman returns is better than batman and the dark knight people say it's better than Batman Begins, and it is technically a better movie. I do like Batman Begins more, but yeah, The Dark Knight is a better movie than Batman Begins, so hopefully the sequel is even better than this, but as a start, I I thought this was incredible, so do yourself a favor. Definitely see this one in a movie theater. Um, I just think, like I said, the cinematography, the score, everything about this movie is pretty top-notch. The only thing that I would fix is I would edit it down a little bit, cut some of those storylines out, and really not go so heavy on some of the themes there. But overall, it's a movie that I find very, very few faults with. It is the Batman movie I have wanted um, forever, so it is it, it lived up to the hype for me, and I'm so, so glad that it did. Um, next week, uh, baseball is back. So I am going to be watching Bill Durham for the first time. Um, It stars Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon, a movie I have not seen ever, um, even though I've gotten very much into baseball over the last uh, couple of years. So I'm excited to watch that one. It is currently streaming on Criterion Channel. I do not know if it's streaming anywhere else, Um, but uh, baseball is back. It's just delayed a week, so I will be starting uh both my new video game podcast first playthrough um which is actually going to be covering Horizon Forbidden West this month I'm going to be starting that podcast at the end of the month I'm also going to be starting my baseball podcast which is going to focus on kind of baseball recaps and baseball analytics and kind of combining those I'm still figuring it out over the next couple of weeks exactly what that's going to look like but be on the lookout for those trying to create a podcast network of sorts so there's going to be Ryan's Reviews there's going to be First Playthrough um, and then there's also going to be Baseball Podcast I haven't come up with a name yet so I'm trying to yeah add a little bit of content here again the Baseball Podcast will be weekly Ryan's Reviews is going to stay a weekly podcast Um, First Playthrough is just going to be a monthly podcast almost like a book club of sorts but a, a gaming book club <laughs> or a gaming club so it's going to be a once a month game i may or may not finish that game but at least i'll have enough to say to talk a little bit about it and whether or not you should pick it up so that will do it for another episode of episode of ryan's reviews thank you for tuning in this week i will be back next week reveal, reviewing bill durham